0: I'm Sierra Reed, and this is the Hypocritical Podcast.
1: Are you concerned that
2: teletherapy may not be as effective as an in-person treatment? This is an understandable concern, but a meta-analysis of 13 studies conducted by the WPA found that teletherapy was equally effective as traditional therapy.
0: Are you wondering how practices are offering telehealth options to their patients or saving or making money during COVID? Well, on this episode, that's exactly what you'll find out. Mental health and wellness during the COVID-19 pandemic has changed significantly, and we are going to delve deeper into this with Megan Meganson, Certified Sex Therapist from the Center for Couples and Sex Therapy.
2: Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for being with us today. So you were the owner. Why did you start the Center for Couples and Sex Therapy?
1: Well, I started first in private practice. So I was a therapist in private practice and I noticed that there was a gap in the market for psychotherapists who could do both couples therapy and sex therapy, which might sound sort of counterintuitive um, because it it feels like those two pieces should really exist together all the time, relationships and sexual health. But actually therapists are trained separately in how to do couples work and how to work with issues around sexuality. So I I noticed that there was this gap and the field really needed a space uh, for therapists who can do both, who are equally well-versed in working with relationships and integrating um, sexual health and sexual wellness into the therapy space. Uh, So I I felt really inspired to start a therapy center that um, solved that problem.
2: Amazing, amazing. And what's the biggest challenge or mission that you have?
1: the mission definitely is to educate everyone about what healthy relationships and healthy sexuality can look like. Um, And that is challenging because the society we live in, the the religious groups we grow up in, the families that teach us about our bodies, um, you know, don't always set us up for success when it comes to building healthy relationships and feeling really confident in our sexual bodies So our our mission is to re-educate adults about what what it looks like to communicate well, to love well, to to focus on pleasure, to live a a pleasure-focused life, Um, and our, our challenge in doing that is barrier to to entry. First of all, you know, it can be hard for people to start the therapy process. It can be expensive. It can be time consuming. Um, So we're always looking for creative ways to share high quality information with people who aren't able to join us in the therapy room. Um, But also it's a challenge to really confront the, the narratives that exist about, you know, sex being shameful or, you know, needing to stay in relationships that aren't healthy for you. So we're we're challenged by societal norms, we're challenged by um a barrier to entry to really good psychotherapy services, but we are on a mission to make sure that everybody has access to the information they need to be successful in their life and relationships.
2: I love that. It's very interesting. I, you know, even hearing you talk, I want to learn more about, you know, this topic. So great. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and um do you mind telling us a little bit more about the Center for Couples and Sex Therapy?
1: Absolutely. So the Center for Couples and Sex Therapy is a psychotherapy center located in Portland, Oregon. Although we are able to provide services online to clients in the state of Oregon, and we have a few of our clinicians who are also licensed in the state of Washington. So we're able to serve clients in Washington state as well. Uh, We have 10 therapists on our team right now, all specializing in relationship therapy and sex therapy. And all of us have slightly different areas that we're interested in. So from helping people who can't orgasm to helping uh, couples navigate opening their relationships, ethical non-monogamy and everything in between. Uh, We, yeah, we're here to help people with the, the taboo topics that they don't know, you know, where else to go to talk about them
2: that's a really interesting dynamic for sure so never a
1: dull day in the life of a sex therapist oh wow yeah you're oh yeah that's so interesting yeah it's cool
2: and you know this is a big one how has delivering services changed with covid and you know how are you making or saving money
1: during covid Mm -hmm, harder mm Yeah, you know, therapists in many ways are, were set up for success going into the pandemic and quarantine because we, we've provided online therapy for a long time. Granted, it's been a very small percentage of our overall caseloads have been clients working with us online, yeah. um, and now we are entirely virtual. So the the biggest change to the way we deliver services is sadly at the moment, we're not able to welcome people into our beautiful office spaces where we love to just relax. And, um, right now therapy is happening from home, which is different, but still very effective. Um, so our business is and most therapy businesses, um, are busier than ever at the moment. So, Uh, profitability hasn't been an issue. Really what we're doing is we're we're trying to look at, okay, you know, we we are doing so well right now compared to many businesses. So how do we use the money that's coming in to make mental health support more accessible to people during this really challenging time? Um, So we haven't been focusing on saving money as much as we're focusing on sort of reallocating funds to make sure we're serving as many people as possible.
2: That makes sense and you know with covid every single person needs some sort of therapy right now.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know a single therapist who isn't booked with a waiting list at the moment because we are all and therapists too, you know, therapists are having a hard time finding their own therapist because we're we're all just struggling to keep it together. <laughs> totally, it is a little bit of a stressful time. Yeah, exactly.
2: And Megan, thanks so much for sharing all of that. What differentiates your business from other psychotherapists?
1: Yeah. Um, So sex therapy is is interesting because uh, it's not, sex therapy itself is not a protected term, which means that anyone can say they're a sex therapist. Sierra, you could say, tomorrow you could hang a shingle and say you're a sex therapist, and there are no kind of regulatory bodies that could stop you from saying that. So, what differentiates us here at the Center for Couples and Sex Therapy is we hold ourselves to the highest standards of training uh, experience education certification so our therapists are doing everything above board we're all you know we all have graduate school degrees uh we are licensed to practice psychotherapy in in the state that we're in and all of our therapists are either fully certified as sex therapists through uh asect which stands for the american association for sexuality educators counselors and, and therapists or our therapists are in the training um, process and the certification process to eventually obtain that full certification. So when you come to work with us, you can rest assured you are working with a top tier of relationship and sexuality professionals. For sure. You, you do have a ton of letters behind your name. Right? So <laughs> many letters. It's, it's a little bit ridiculous, but you know, it's they're there for a reason.
2: <laughs> I love it. it's, its own sentence. So that's great. Yeah. yeah how do you see psychotherapy evolving in the next 10 years?
1: Oh, that is such a good question. I mean, I think the, the most obvious answer is I think therapy will continue, um, becoming more focused on telehealth. I think therapy, I, I'm, many of us look forward to the day when we can reopen our offices and, and have the traditional, you know, sit in the couch, have a cup of tea, do therapy in the office space together. Uh, but I won't be surprised if, the ratio shifts dramatically. You know, I said earlier just a tiny percent of our caseloads were telehealth before um, COVID 19. I have a feeling when we do reopen our offices, we might stay around 50 50 people who want online work versus people who want in office work. And I think more broadly, psychotherapy is becoming much more diverse. We're really identifying that many of our traditional therapy models are rooted in. Uh, white supremacy and we are doing a lot of work at really understanding in what ways are the models that we use um, not equitable not inclusive or representative of all people who face relationship and mental health problems and I think many of us are working actively to change the way we do therapy so that it's not just a, a white man's world anymore but really everyone gets a seat at the table
2: I love that. I mean, the world is definitely changing and, you know, we need to help it get there. So absolutely. And the next question is fun. So how do you keep up with industry trends? Are there any good podcasts, blogs, or influencers that we should be following?
1: Oh man. You know, traditionally we look to our professional organizations to sort of guide the way. Um, Places like ASEC, I mentioned earlier, or um, American Psychological Association. But I think that our, our field is kind of moving away from being organized around professional organizations. And instead, we're noticing um, individual people who have something to say, who are looking at these businesses through a new lens, are popping onto the radar. But we're at quite a transition point in the field of psychotherapy. So I say, Right now we're all just keeping our eyes peeled, we're on our toes seeing where things are changing and shifting. Um, So right now I would say, I don't have a a recommendation for you yet, but check back with me in a year or two and I think the the answer will be very different than the traditional professional organizations. Sounds great.
2: And what do you do to de-stress and relax?
1: Oh yes, this is my favorite question. Lots of people say uh, wine, so. <laughs> lots of people say wine. I definitely have been drinking more wine since the start of quarantine, so we've got to, like, get that in check. Yes. Uh, you know, I like a combination of things. I, I really like trashy television. Uh, so yep. that's an Yeah, that's, like, The Bachelor, Too Hot to Handle. I mean, these stupid-ass shows that yep. – um, go against every ounce of my like professional training and what I do in the world. I just soak them up because they're just, you know, so entertaining. They feed the part of my, my brain that gets a little tired of holding space for such big heavy issues all the time. Uh, So trashy TV, my husband and I love watching trashy TV together, but my more evolved self loves things like travel and good food and, uh, being out in nature. I, I live in Oregon, which is an incredible state to live in. We have mountains, we have oceans, we have rivers, we have just every type of beautiful scenery you can imagine is a driving distance. Um, so if I really need to, to unplug and get away from the noise for a minute, it's, you know, all about finding a new place in nature to um, unwind and relax. So either trashy TV or meditation Meditation in the forest. You know, you can find me doing one of those two things.
0: Thank you again for joining the Hypocritical Podcast. Some exciting news to share from Pawbox. Last week, our CEO, Hawala Grivi, announced at Pawbox Secure at Home, our virtual healthcare conference, that we have finalized our upgraded transport layer security TLS protocol version 1.3. Upgrading our system to support TLS 1.3 means that we will be able to provide Pawbox users with a more secure and most up-to-date email security standard. And as an organization, we are definitely excited to offer next-level email encryption and security to the healthcare industry. For more information on this upgrade and PawBox, please visit pawbox.com. You can listen to other podcasts at pawbox.com or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music.